0: Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker.
1: Welcome to another Spirit for Success podcast, which is going to go any which way it goes today. (laughs) Therese thinks that's got something to do with her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. It's definitely summer hair for me. I'm looking forward to summer. (laughs) She's saying the right things, guys. She's saying all the right
0: things. (laughs) Staying out of trouble.
1: That's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, all right. So, hey. <laughs> you look like you're going to say
0: something and I'll stop. No, no, no. I'm just, I am making sure that we're in the kickass and sparkly group, which we are. Uh, so, we're ready to roll. So, go for it.
1: Yeah. Go for it. All right. So, today's topic was inspired by my own experience this week, as it often is. Yeah. One of us has got some sort of experience. And even Jax is going to be charming him today because he woke up from mm-hmm. his nap early. Um, so, as a lot of you know, we are creating an online magazine and it was an inspired idea. It came through a, a couple of weeks ago and both Therese and I were like, oh, yes, yes, and particularly me, i like, oh, I can't wait, I really want to do it. And it was exciting, it had a lot of energy behind it and I know when things feel that good that there is something in it for me to, like, I need to follow that thread, I need to work out and play with where it goes. So it's been a beautiful journey of connecting with amazing contributors who all want to be a part of this magazine, and we had set a deadline of today.
0: <laughs> today. today,
1: today was the day that we were going to release the first issue. Now, this is—I I, mean—I'm face-palming already, realistically, about the whole thing. Um, so I, I set the deadline for all the contributors to get their articles to me by Monday. Thinking, oh, yeah, the 10th is, you know, a ways away. No, it's four days. Four days away. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: And thinking that I could, having never really learned or done anything with InDesign before, so I'm learning InDesign and I'm loving it, but thought, yeah, I'll just put all of the pieces into the magazine and then put it up online and off we go, I can do that in four days. (laughs) But
0: wait, but wait, because she, like, like we, we had a handful of contributors that we had in mind where we're like, mm-hmm, yes, this is the group. And then Rach kept going, oh, and I'm going to tell these people about it, and then I'm going to extend it to these people. I'm just watching it grow. I'm like, how big is this magazine going to be? How many pages is it right now? Oh, right now. It's
1: pr- really, it's going to be about 50 pages, about there. just so That's it's- a
0: real magazine, guys. That That's is a, a, real, a real magazine. <laughs> it's like something you'd buy at a newsstand.
1: And it's going to look that sexy too. So it's, it's a fantastic program, uh, not program. Um, for me, it's a creative outlet. I asked for something that it would really feel like fun in my work. I mean, I love what I do, but I wanted to have more fun. And we've been talking about that a lot. And this came up, I'm like, oh, that's fun. That would be really, really fun. Okay, it was fun until about two days ago. And I woke up in the morning. And I had done a lot of phone calls with some amazing people, super psyched, and I felt anxious and I felt overwhelmed and stuck. I'm like, oh, mm, this doesn't feel good. I'm not inspired. I'm, I'm feeling crushed by the pressure. And then I had to really ask, you know, where where'd the pressure come from? Because it wasn't Teresa. Nope, it wasn't her. It wasn't anybody <laughs> else. Um, it was purely my deadline that I'd created. And so, what I did, which is what it's it's been such a learning for me, I tuned into that. This is not how I want it to feel. How do I want it to feel? I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel good. I want it to feel inspired again. So, i thought, okay, what do I what do I have to do in order to get to that? And the first thing that came through was change the fucking deadline. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually had to tune in and feel into the project to feel where the best ideal time to, to actually release it was going to be. Now, my old pattern, the old Rach, would have gone, oh, I'll just give myself an extra week and then try and get it done by the end of the week. And that, I still wouldn't have been able to do that. So the new release date is now not until September. In fact, it's September, which is spring here in Australia because it's the birthing of new things. Uh, and it's the new moon. We're going to be releasing it around the new moon because the new moon is all about manifesting and harvesting and all that sort of stuff. And the second that we decided, I say we, but it was kind of me, that decided I wasn't going to push to get it done by Thursday and that I had another five weeks to do all of this work on top of everything else I'm doing. I could breathe, ease and flow kicked in. All of a sudden, everything felt easy, felt good. I can cope with that and everything, even intuitive action came back again. So it was a really interesting experience. I'm going to throw it to Therese because I'm sure she had some fun watching this all unfold and implode and come back out the other side.
0: (laughs) well our our business is gosh, we're two years old, really I mean just maybe a little over two years mm-hmm. old but we're a relatively young business and it's fun to watch rage actually when she gets a hair up her butt to do something i I've learned that I'm not going to stop it there I mean I don't ever want to, but it's just like I'm just gonna stand back and get out of the way and hope to God I can keep up and thankfully, I've had my own <laughs> you know, I've got school for spirit going right now. So I've got my head down and I'm kind of looking away. I'm like, she's got this It's kind of what's going on. Um, Because I think what would have activated in me had I felt like I had to keep up would be this sense of overwhelm as well. And I need to, um, I need to get my two cents in or need to like also control the situation. So it's been, I mean, it's, you know, this is what I love about when you really trust, working with your higher self and your team and spirit when you bring it into your business, because divine timing is all over the place here. And this, they were like, look, we'll distract Reese with this great project over here. And you can work on this and like, let yourself go into it, get all the meat out of it, learn the things that you want to learn about yourself and make the changes if you desire. Um, and really it's been, um, Perfect, because she's been able to, I mean, the funny thing is, like, um, can I tell them about how this all started? How it all happened? Yes. A couple years ago, it's actually been years ago, I I had a dream that I met my spirit team. But specifically, I met certain members of it. I met my PR team, which we all apparently have a spirit PR team. If you have a business, you've got some PR in there. And they were like, look, Therese, we want to make a magazine. It's gonna be like this. And I was like, I was in love. I loved everything about that idea. And I woke up and I was like, God, I want a Meg. I'm like, I couldn't have, I had not been able to drop it. And I remember telling it to Rach maybe even over a year ago. And she was like, Ooh, that is a cool idea. We never did anything with it. Um, And then um, we're both addicted to creative market, which if you guys don't know what creative market is, you need to go to creativemarket.com for all the entrepreneurial and designery type people out there. You'll love it, um, but we had come across a template for a magazine, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then Rachel was like, "Oh yes!" And then Rachel was like, "Wait, I know what to do with that." And I'm like, "You do!" And we were like, "Click buy, it's done." <laughs> then, like, literally, I think we bought it, and within 30 minutes, there was already people signed up to to have articles. And I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> this is so amazing!" Because I had gotten as far as, ooh, that looks pretty. That's where I stopped. Okay, guys, that's where Teresa's (laughs) input stopped. (laughs) I'm like, that's pretty. And Rachel's like, thanks, bye. And she ran off and started this. And it's been amazing. I've been just sitting over here going, oh, my God, this is truly incredible. Um, To watch it and what I really love about the whole process, and I know this is kind of digressing from our point, but I have to say what I'm really loving about watching this unfold is how engaged our tribe is and how mm-hmm. everyone is loving the idea and feeling inspired by it. To me, that shows me what a divine plan it is, mm-hmm. right? Because it felt good when it, when it felt good for me when it was about me. Yeah. It felt better when it was about me and Rach. And it feels the best. Now that it's about everybody, this is like the, the highest possible um, incarnation of this magazine and i love it's beautiful to watch i so i am standing back going god you know this is going to happen it's kind of like when it was me with school for spirit (laughs) and i was like i don't know if this is going to happen and she was like oh hell no it's going to happen i i'm on that side now i'm like oh this magazine's going to happen i don't care with how far back you have to push it it's happening now it's Mm, too important to us it's
1: too important yeah. and that's that's my typical pattern is when i decide when something comes in so strong intuitively and it feels really good i tend to pick it up and i i literally run with
0: yeah it. she was gone, gone with it gone and, I'm, and i doing it, stuff
1: very quickly like for anyone who out out there who's an entrepreneur who gets this i get an idea and then it goes to here to here to here to like I've had to rein myself back in with this magazine because I know where the different pieces and other things are going to come into play, but it's like, okay, hang on a second. Just let it unfold. Let it be what it is right now. Don't try to force it to grow quicker than it's meant to be. And this is probably the first project like this where I've actually been able to see what I'm doing, see the old pattern and go, no, that's not trust. That's push. That's force. Um, which was the old way of doing things. I'd get inspired and then I'd push and force to make it happen and then I'd end up exhausted and the the, the inspired action would stop. So it's been really nice to be able to, to feel into it, to feel where the, that's the old pattern, go, ooh, no. Step back into what feels good, what feels right, what feels easy. And we say this to our clients and our students all the time. That's what you do to tune into to working out timelines, knowing that timelines can change a little bit too. Um mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really committed, particularly with this, this project and in the business in general, but this project's really highlighting a lot of stuff for me. So I'm really particular about allowing myself to really see, feel and master working with the natural energy flow of the project as well as my daily life because I've got jacks, so I've got other stuff that I'm doing and... Moving back into that space of trust and I'll be honest. It's not been fucking easy
0: <laughs> No, and you know, this is one of the themes that was sort of coming up It came up with the new moon and when I did at Facebook live yesterday It came up again and, and one of the things is just because it's a better choice doesn't mean it's an easier choice mm. That is something I want I, I mean I need to grok and I think that all of us need to kind of take that in sometimes the better choice is isn't easier necessarily. There's a challenge in that too, but the outcome from making that decision is so much better.
1: Mm, Definitely. So let's do a little bit of, like I I can quickly, very quickly tell you some of the things that I noticed and felt when I was out of alignment with the natural energy flow, my natural energy flow and the energy flow of the project. Um, So as I described before, that feeling of anxiousness and that feeling of overwhelm so now I know that those come up, not just, it's not just mindset blocks around that. It's actually when you're completely out of the energy flow, out of flow with it or out of sync with it. Um, when you move back into sync and connecting to it, then it feels good. It feels easy. It feels inspired. The energy in it is very, very different. So Teresa, what about you? What do you notice when you're out of, out of the sync with the energy flow of it?
0: I'm trying to relate back to um, well, Breach knows about this. So when I was doing Module One of School for Spirit, my desire was um, well, I was being driven by something that wasn't a. I was being driven by a fear versus driven by the inspiration. Mm. So how did I? How did we figure this out? So in Module One, I had to actually cut way back, mm. um, Rach. Has been with me through the process, um, participating, and she would kind of be, you know, in the know of where I was at mentally as I was doing these classes, and they're a week <sighs> apart. And there was a couple weeks there where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. I'm um, um, so with the process of forgiving, but it wasn't because. I wanted to give everyone so much. It was because I was afraid that I didn't have enough to share. That it wasn't good enough. That what I had wasn't going to be adequate. And so I was overcompensating for what I thought I was lacking. And that is being driven by fear, not by passion. By passion, you you can and you feel it, right? Because the energy behind it is suddenly, for lack of a better term, darker. It's just a heavier, heavier energy where suddenly you're kind of like in a mood, right? It makes you moody. That's That would be a sign that you could know that you're out of alignment with what you're doing. If you're like, I got to get this done. I don't have any time. I can't talk to you about this. It's this really stressing me out. When the whole point was originally was this is so much fun. I love doing this. I want to share it with other people. If that's not still the mindset, you have moved out of alignment,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So it stops feeling fun. It stops feeling inspired. It feels stuck. It feels heavy. It feels overwhelming. These are all signs that you're out of alignment. So um, the first thing that I did, which is one thing, and Therese made an amazing meme for me this morning about contemplation. Um, And it's been something that the team has been on us about that and meditation. And I've really started to take to heart, like I've got a beautiful, big Um, visual arts diary thing that I've got textures and I've got all sorts of different notes on it from the days that I've actually sat down and contemplated a particular viewpoint or whatever it is that I want to get more information on. Um, I used to get confused with contemplating because I used to think, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and contemplate. Contemplate fucking what? (laughs) Am I going to look at my (laughs) table and just wait for the answers to just hit me in the head? Um, I've actually learned how to, and it was inspired by our team in spirit to um, focus the contemplation into the solutions and answers that I was actually looking for. So I've been sitting down this week and go, how? this is the question that I used, how can I make this easier and more fun? How can this feel good? And then from there, Jackson <laughs> agrees, <laughs> um, I allowed the information to come through, which is when the idea came to to really push the, the release timeframe all the way back, not just by a week or two, but all the way back into September. Um, and a few other bits and pieces to make it even more, even easier. And I know that as I contemplate this question a bit more, and I mean I just have it sitting in my head, because as I do that, the universe is bringing me the answers. My external reality is showing me different ways that I can do this. So that would be one of my um, action steps that you could take to move into more alignment with the energy. Teresa, have you got another one?
0: Well, actually a question popped up in my head and I wanted to pose it to everyone watching, especially entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who work at home. I know, I'm sure before you started your path, you were thinking, I would love to work for myself because it's Mm -hmm. going to be easier because I can do it in my time and there's not going to be any like bullying or of deadlines being put on me. And I just want you to know that that's, that's a (laughs) myth. Because you become your own bully, I mean, nobody was pushing rage to have to have it by today or tomorrow, right that That was a set in her head, and she struggled for a minute that she was not going to be integrity in integrity with herself if she didn't keep her word
1: mm. to herself, really. to me. An interesting thing is, after I told everybody that this is what I was doing. Um, like moving the release date all the way back and giving myself a good five weeks in between the submission deadline and actually getting the magazine out. I've had multiple people go, Oh, that feels so much better. Like I wasn't the only one feeling it. So you know with your when you're doing projects for yourself in your business, um, if you're feeling the stress of it, then you can bet that others are feeling the stress of it too. So no, just it's not just doing yourself a favor, you're doing your clients and your students um, a favor too by you know, chill the fuck out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and Stacy's in agreement that, that that's a total myth that you won't have the that it'll be a much more laid back environment. Maybe at first, Maybe at first, right? Maybe you're like, ah, the water feels so good in here. And then yeah. you're like, shit, shit, I need to make something happen
1: now, <laughs> and I right, need to have so- it done yesterday. So I better get my ass in gear.
0: That's right. So and then Becky was just commenting that thanking you for sharing your, your vulnerability and the process behind it all, because again, remember when we're looking at other people and we're mm. seeing the finished products. It looks like smooth sailing, like they Mm -hmm. got their shit together and that they're so organized. And that's not the truth. Underneath it is all the drama, all the oh my gods and I should've and then and then the the sobering realization of I've been doing this to myself the whole Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) Right? And and you know, so for me it was I was overloaded I was overdoing Mm. the the work. I was overdoing it to the point where um I was actually flustering some people in my <laughs> class and I had to learn. Whoa. I mean, I, I got, I got one lesson where I went really far. It, it went way farther than they meant it to go. Um, and for the most part, everybody was there, but there were a few people who were like, what the, what was that? And I realized, yeah, I can pull way back now. And it was more enjoyable when I did because then you know, other things opened up that I can't anticipate, you can't anticipate the next steps as much as we think we can. Mm. We're not shown the future on purpose. We're, I mean, truly premonition is more rare than you think it is. It is not something that someone, even people who have premonitions don't have them every fucking day. And Mm -hmm. they certainly do not have them about themselves. They Mm -hmm. might have it for others or other things not for themselves the reason why is because the soul wants to get it wants to go on the journey right it wants to get in the car travel have the car run out of gas and go shit i should next time i'll go to the gas station before i start the car right or drive that far it wants that kind of experience so so just know that even though it might seem glossy and smooth for someone else. And most people are, we're, we're prone to want to only show the smooth and glossy parts, right?
1: Not in this business. We don't do it that way.
0: (laughs) No, no, because you know what? It's it's much more freeing not to have Mm. to be glossy for you all the time. It's, Mm. I feel like what you see with us is what you get. Mm. So you know what you're getting. You know that. There are some days when there's screaming baby. There's other days where I've got a six-year-old like stalking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And our hair looks interesting and in <laughs> our clothes and we don't wear bras. Like
1: <laughs> we fuck it up. We get it wrong. We overdo it. We overthink it. We do all of those things. So, you know, if nothing else, feel like you don't have to be perfect either. Um, and you can learn from our own mistakes you know, as we all do. And we highly encourage you to make mistakes because that's how you learn faster.
0: Yeah, and also there is a um believe it or not there is a sort of satisfaction in failure and I don't <laughs> let me explain that because that might sound weird to some oh people like satisfaction mm-hmm. in failure. There's a satisfaction in recognizing that I fell down, that I can easily get back up yeah. and I know more now and that is a win. That is a win. It really yep. is and I just want to – so Sarah is saying that um, she's been needing to get so much done, overwhelming, finally today, and getting things checked off the list. And there's – you know what? There are days where we are powerhouses. Um, oh, God, yes. Our lists, aren't we?
1: Yeah, and that's and that, that's been what I've been focused on. I put it in my um, on my little vision board this year was to master – um, working with my natural energy flow on a day-to-day basis. So there are definitely days where um, I don't have the energy, where it's like, you know what, I just I just want to sleep. I want to have a nap. I want to just crash out and just do nothing. Um, sometimes that's only for an hour. Sometimes it's the whole entire day. Now, that the resistance that comes around that, and this is a typical A-type personality thing, and I, I'm so guilty of doing it Doing it a lot less now, but going, oh, no, I have to do the work or it's not going to get done um, and I even found recently some subconscious beliefs as I was doing some source of shift work around if I'm not doing the work, if I'm not being productive, then I'm being lazy. And, of course, that's not acceptable. So it was interesting to see what kind of resistance comes up when you start to decide you're going to work with your natural energy flow, if you're going to rest when you need to rest. Um, that always I find when I really relax into that, I will get in spot. like periods of real... Energy and inspiration, and I get heaps done in a short space of time. So it's really about coming back to trusting that when you need to rest, you rest; when you need to work, you work, and that energy flow will actually come through quite naturally for you, and it'll get you where you need to go at the time you need to get there.
0: So, what's hmm, let's pretend we've got somebody with us right now, a okay. client who maybe has set a goal or has a as a big project and they're at the point right now where they're almost in tears
1: Mm. what are we gonna
0: how would we help them get out of that
1: yeah so there's a couple of things that come to mind straight away first one is a acknowledge what you're feeling so acknowledge yes I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm feeling fear I'm feeling whatever is coming up I always want to do that first because it kind of allows the steam out of the pot so to speak so you can get more clarity from there it's I started to look at you know, the different pieces and going, okay, what feels good and where am I feeling like the real massive amount of anxiety? Is it on the deadline I've set? Is it on the work that I've said I'm going to do? Is it on the people that I'm working with? So pull it apart into the different pieces to really narrow down where specifically you're feeling the, the knots. And then I would ask whether or not there's something you can do about that. So like me, the deadline, I can absolutely do something about that. Nobody else was telling me I had to have it released on that point. Um, And I then decided to move the deadline and everything felt much better. And it might be that you need to change who you're working with. Is there someone that you need to say, actually, this is not working out for me or not do the project or need to get really real with yourself in that moment? That would be my kind of approach, at least to the start of that.
0: So it's it's pretty similar to what we would um, normally recommend, which is acknowledge where you're at. Like, be honest and open with yourself that I am struggling right now. And and as Rach would say, chuck a tanti if <laughs> you need to. Chuck a tanti. to really go into the whole why me and why is this happening? Life is hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> not fair. Let yourself say those things so that, that you let the air out of it. And you can hear your, when you hear yourself say that, you're like, are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> are you Eventually kidding even to that me? point, like, oh, okay, put your big girl pants on. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> exactly. So then the next thing I would do is, uh, and one of the most clarifying questions and a great question for contemplation is why am I doing this mm, at all? Why am I doing why? it at all? If I am self-directed, if I am an entrepreneur, um, or if it's my business, why do I feel like I have to do this? And, mm. you know, in the membership area, we teach this in depth. We teach people how to go into why. But if you start asking that and you sit with it, you should be getting multiple answers. Mm. And if none of your answers feel good, if none of the whys feel good, that's maybe saying that the reason you've chosen to do this is more to prove something, which is that a very strong why? I don't know. Is it a why that's going to uh, sustain you when you're eating the shit sandwich portion <laughs> of a project and they all have it? Mm-hmm. All, all creations have the shit sandwich or they have, um, when I think about my art, they have what I call the ugly teenager phase. And we as human beings have an ugly teenager phase. Each project has that, Mm. right? And it's the phase where you're most likely going to quit if you don't have a strong why.
1: Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about just that for a second. But what what does a strong why look like? So, you know, for me, well, you go. Actually, tell me, what what does a strong why look like?
0: Um, Well, like I said, it's multi-leveled. Right, so there's going to be levels to my why, but a strong why has um, a positive base, mm. meaning that I feel like I benefit, that others benefit, that it benefits the world on some level, mm. um, that it is improving. For me, it's about improving the quality of life for myself mm. and others. Mm. So if that's there for me, I'm like, that's a green light to keep going.
1: Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that one as well. For me, it's also um, a sense of fulfilment in some way, shape or form. And there is a satisfaction that I get from doing the work. And like Teresa's already said, you know, you've also got to still be able to feel that level of um, fulfilment and joy, even after eating the shit sandwich, the piece of that project that you really don't want to do or don't like. Um, And that's what gets you through the, I like that, the ugly teenager phase. (laughs)
0: <laughs> In his ugly teenager
1: phase. I think I'm resisting going into the ugly teenager phase with some of my my intuitive artwork. i was like, oh, what I don't want to mess it up from here. <laughs> but maybe I need to go into it.
0: Okay, well, do you, uh, look, that's great that you mentioned that. Remember, did you see the painting I just posted? i Think you did. I think you commented on know. it. With the, like mermaid hair and the yeah, I love that one. The, okay, she. <laughs> I didn't know who she was going to be for a while, and I stopped on her. For a full month, because she looked like a burn victim, a burn victim. I mean, like she looked like Freddy Krueger for a minute, because she's a uh, an oil painting on top of an acrylic pour is what that is. Um, and she's my first oil painting, completed oil painting. Um, and I had to put you when you oil paint, you put bases down. You have to build a base, and it's a longer dry time. Well, when I put her base down, she looked hideous i was like i would there were several times where i was going to take that painting and chuck it because i'm like this is ruined it's i just thanks a lot Therese. you just ruined so much work um and i didn't there was a smart a smarter part of me was like wait for it (laughs) like wait for it be patient something will happen here and um it was with all this heavy energy that's going around and there's a lot of heavy energy, I was like, I need to escape something. And guess what? If I think she's already ruined, I don't give a fuck. I'll just keep going. You know, whatever. If I ruin it, at least I'm getting some of this tension out. And instead, what happened was a really beautiful painting that I was shocked and surprised by. But you have to understand that there's a lot of resistance that comes up. When when you're making something, I don't care what it is, it has a process. The first step is the idealization. This is so beautiful. This is so amazing. It's going to rock the fucking world. That's the first step that comes up. The second step is the moving into creating it. And you're like, okay, this is matching. This still matches. It's still it's a little harder to predict, but it feels like what I mean it to be. Ugly teenager face. Holy shit. I fucked the whole thing up. It's ruined. I can't stand it. I'm done. I want to be, I, I suck at this. I'm never going to be good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And then if you can power debt, like kind of just put your head down and keep going through, then you get to the other side of realization and it's like maturity, right? It's like, actually all those mistakes I thought I made are really beautiful and, uh, um, and deep. And I've learned something and I've seen a part of myself that I didn't see before. And then, you know, then it goes out into the world. Um, And really it's kind of, that's what every project I see looks like.
1: That's interesting. I mean, we've been talking about the following the natural energy flow of, of your work as well. So that's the similar thing because it was a part of you that couldn't let it go intuitively. You knew you had to keep going through the process, but kept picking it up. Hmm.
0: (laughs) Yes. And everything – and Rach has watched me do that with School for Spirit. She's watched me go into, oh, my God, I, I want to do this. I have to have this. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. Uh, here's how I'm laying it out. Here's how I'm boiling it down. Holy fuck, this is too hard. I can't do it. I, never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> I'm walking gonna <laughs> Maybe that's <so> – and <laughs> I think <laughs> she's probably not as much black and white about it as I am. I tend to be a little more dramatic in my <laughs> – my reactions. but you but you see that that's kind of the thing is like and then Rach well first of all having somebody else who has perspective that is gold because if mm. you can have someone that keeps you tethered to your why you, mm. it makes it easier to keep going yeah um but that that's kind of what brought me back was she was like if you could put this down you know why were you doing it in the first place? Mm. And do you really want to put that down? And when I got clarity on that, I was like, no, I don't, I don't. Mm. And then it was sort of a, I had this sort of moment where I was like, what if someone else did it? And we've all had this, right? Mm. We've all had this moment where we had this great idea. We didn't all, go all the way through and then you see it up here, right? Someone else makes it and you're like, that was my idea. <laughs> right?
1: You didn't take the action that. on it.
0: <laughs> and the, I, so And what I love to think about is ideas, creativity. It's like a, a light bubble, if you will. It's like a little being on its own. This magazine existed before Rach and I even looked at it. It existed, believe it or not. The painting existed. Mm-hmm. And what it's doing is these, these idea bubbles are looking for uh, vibrational matches. And if you can receive the idea bubble, it means you're a vibrational match. So when you receive the idea and you're like, yes, this is good, but I don't know how, and I don't think, and maybe not today, then the idea is like, bye, and it leaves, and then it goes and finds the next vibrational match. So here's what you can know about someone who does a project that or a thing that was similar to what you were doing is that they are very close vibrational matches to you. Mm. And if they can do it, so can
1: you. Absolutely. I love where this, this podcast is gone today. We've had a lot of different versions of what it's like to – work with the energy, the natural pattern of the energy, yours and the projects and how that looks. So hopefully that's been really enlightening um, or helpful in some way, shape or form so you can see um, you know, how you can work with your projects or with your business or with your natural energy flow. And while we know sometimes it's not fucking easy, that's why we have a community of people around you, with us, yes. um, to be able to go, hey, I'm stuck, I'm overwhelmed, I'm this, I'm that. And for us to be able to hold the space and remind you of you know, what is your why? You know, is this something you could actually step away from and walk away from? And if the answer is no, then now we just need to find the perfect energy flow For you, what has to change in order to get you back to that?
0: We actually, we had a client recently ask, you know, that some things in her own work life. So she's someone who (coughs) has a traditional job, but also has an entrepreneurial job, and Mm. and there was a sudden inflow in her traditional job. And her question was, does that mean I'm supposed to let go Mm. of the other thing, or (coughs) that it's not its time? And something about this whole conversation would make me say, now. What would it feel like to let that go? Would you want to? Mm. Is there a desire to keep it and instead of looking at the progress things are making, consider what would life be like without that? Would I be okay? would i want would I be fine or would I feel like there is a big piece missing mm. and if the if the second is the answer, then you 're not supposed to let it go it 's just her, her thing on. sort of looks like a well her thing to me looks like a infinity loop right yeah. So all the all the flow is sort of moved into this one loop but it's going to come back to the mm-hmm. other yeah
1: mm, beautiful have you got any questions from our listeners um, yeah. well
0: let's let's open it up now so everybody who's here whatever your question is doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything about what we're talking about Rach is here to offer you some masterful coaching. I'm here to give you some psychic woo-woo insights, and uh, we'll we'll help you bust it out. So the floor is open
1: to those of you who yeah. are on our webcast with us. You can put your hand up, and we can um, we can actually bring you on if you want to ask your question, or you can put it into the chat box to ask us your question too. So go Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. Now's the time. <laughs>
0: So everybody, there's a lot of comments right now just talking about, um, you know, there's a lot of agreement in what we're talking about, how mm. it feels, the creative process, that mistakes are for a reason. Yeah. yes, they are. Heck yes, they are. Um, <clears throat> Natalie said saying that it's been definitely help for, helpful for her Um Yes. And you can, Sarah's saying you could definitely turn your mistakes into something more beautiful than you originally could have. Yeah. And I see that more with my art. It's easier to see it because you get to see it. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that happened that were mistakes that I could not possibly recreate. Mm. That's like where God is. I think, <laughs> the universe is, is in those moments where you're like, I could not, I don't even know how you did that. Mm. <laughs> and that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it makes me think I'm going to pick up that first painting I did and just add to it and just see where it goes, allow myself to fuck it up royally yeah. and think what gold I can gain yeah. from it. Mm. Yeah,
0: well, with, with intuitive painting too, um, one of the techniques that, that happens a lot in that is you paint something, you paint over it, you reveal what's underneath, you keep building. I mean, it keeps changing. And the point is actually not to have a finished piece, but to go deeper into the meditation of, it's more Zen that way, right? So a mm. Zen garden, right? The kind where you rake and rake the sand, mm-hmm. it will disappear. It will not be there forever. It's a in-the-moment thing. Mm. Um, and painting can be that way too. Yeah. Okay, we're getting some questions.
1: Beautiful. Hit us with uh, it.
0: Sarah is asking, what is a good price for my one-hour healing psychic sessions? I'm going to hand that to Rach first because she's kind of better at this part.
1: Um, 11.44, oh, my God, team, you are, uh, just before we go on to that, I have seen the 44s for every hour since 5.44 this morning, just in case I didn't know they were there with me today. <laughs> every yeah. hour. Thanks, Tim. Okay. Um, here's how I feel about pricing. Um, first, feel into what feels like a comfortable price. And the reason I say that is because if I tell you you should be charging $100 an hour and every part inside of you goes, oh, I don't know about that. Am I worth that? Blah, blah, blah. You will block your ability to receive clients paying you at that price. So, my strategy for this is to pick a pricing that feels comfortable, but just a little bit more. So, if you feel comfortable at $50 an hour, maybe you make it $60 an hour. And then you decide on how many people. You are going to allow you to pay at that price. My suggestion is between five and 10. And then once you hit whatever that number is, your price goes up, whether it's by $10 or $20. Again, just pushing it outside, just outside the comfort zone. So you can, again, pick the amount of numbers of people you are going to do that with, and then you up your price again. that for me has been probably the best strategy for getting you into the realm of what you 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 know what most people are charging, <clears throat> um, healing, psychic work. You should be in the, the over the hundred mark, probably around the two two fifty mark, not too in the not too distant future. Um, I see the value in that, that service. I mean, Teresa's already over $200 an hour because it's a very valuable service. So that's where you want to aim for. But I would feel into initially what feels good, what feels a little bit of a stretch, and then come up with a limit on how many people you're going to allow to work for at that price so that you are consistently moving yourself up in your own self-worth at a rate that's comfortable for you.
0: Great. And, uh, she says she is slowly moving it up. She just bumped it up to 35. Um, so as I build my tribe and I'm hoping Mm -hmm. to move it up more, here's the thing that I discovered when I first started really offering my sessions and charging for it, you realize that you're giving a couple things away that you'll never get back time and energy. And in the beginning, I was so gung ho to keep it at a price point that I was seeing around, you know, that felt fair. And I was putting myself out there as much as I could. And what I learned about myself is I found my limit the hard way, which is I used myself up one day and it took me out for three days. Could not, couldn't get my energy level back. And I, and I was also coming across people who were more interested in debating whether or not what I'm doing is real or mm. logistical or, um, you know, I, I was what I was bringing in was all the people who wanted to kind of pick me apart as I was doing it, as well as people who genuinely wanted my services. And it became clear to me, that I wasn't going to give my time and energy to, if you want to pick this apart, you can pick it apart with someone else, but it's not going to be me because I'm not here to do that. I'm here to help. So if you're not desiring my help, then this is not a match. When I raised my prices up, like Rachel was talking about what it did is immediately all the people who were just into it to like be skeptical, you know, and like does this work? (laughs) I don't know. They all just, they were like, screw that. (laughs) You know what I mean? They were like, Oh hell no. Um, so that took that whole level out um, and then it became really about honoring my energy and time, which I don't get back. Once I exchange it with someone, that's theirs. Mm. You know, they've, they've received it and I have to replenish it by taking care of myself. That's the only way we get it back, right, is replenishment. So it, was, it helped me understand why I needed to value myself at a certain
1: level. If that makes
0: any sense for you
1: it does it changes the people that you attract in that's why you know both therese and i I kept saying two hundred, but I kept thinking that's that's a half hour rate so it's four hundred dollars an hour um, when you get to that point you do like the people that then pay for your services are ones that really seriously both value what you do and want to know what you could, like they want what you've got and that's a very different level of person that you start attracting in um, but baby steps to that it's and I know for myself when I first started coaching, $50 an hour seemed huge to me. There was, I couldn't even fathom myself charging that and I started at $20 an hour. Um, so it's taken time for me to get to a point of feeling a level of confidence and, um, you know, going through all of my own self-worth, which, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it makes you work through all that stuff and uh, to get myself to this point. And it's going to go up again as I start to really step into teaching more and more. I don't want to be doing a lot of one-on-one because, same thing, it's draining it takes a lot of my time and energy. So, and that's how you do it. You, if you do groups, then you charge properly for that, but then you start to move your one-on-one sessions up into, um, a a higher cost to give you back your time and energy.
0: And this all kind of follows along with the thread of this Mm. Facebook, um, (laughs) this podcast that we're doing. So just consider everything else that we've said up to this point about how you would decide that as well. Mm. Um, because you, Right. I mean, experience, the more experience you have, the better you naturally are at what you're doing. Mm. Experience equals higher quality. More mm-hmm. experience, more quality. You just, that's they go hand in hand. Okay. As um, uh, she's saying, $50 seems, whoa, baby. Then that yep. might be thats just okay. outside, just outside where you need to aim right now, but you'll get there. Trust me. At mm-hmm. some point, you're going to be like, oh, fucking $50.
1: <laughs> Tuck this shit. make it a hundred right, yeah. right. you'll get there you'll get there and there's no there's no judgment either about where you're at there's no judgment about how long it takes you to get there my suggestion is just that you create a limit on how many people you will work for at that rate otherwise you'll find yourself consistently oh just you know for a little bit longer a little bit longer it'll be a a longer journey to get further up
0: and can I just, I want to address something because Becky was also saying that she was interested in this answer. <laughs> when you're worried about charging, I and I know this for a fact because I worried about it too, you're thinking about the other person. Does the other mm. person value me at this level? When you get in alignment with your pricing, it's about valuing yourself. And valuing yourself means an awareness of, I just gave somebody an hour of my time. And I have to go take care of my kids now, Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like a sloth. Like no no amount of coffee is going to help me move faster. I can't get that time back that my kids were like fighting and crying and needed someone to intervene because I was in the other room focusing on someone else's energy and issues. I can't get that back. So you start to realize, holy crap you know, a lot Mm. of stuff goes into this. This is not just simply about, did I tell them what they needed or wanted to hear? Mm. It really is about, I gave them my attention, my time, my concern and care. I sent Mm. them energy, right? That's a lot of what you are both doing. Mm -hmm. And then what did I not get over on my end, right? I didn't get Mm. to snuggle my kids for that hour. I didn't get to work out i didn't get to take a nap i didn't get to do some art i didn't get to do any admin stuff i didn't nothing moved forward technically in other areas because i stopped and did this and when you really get that and sometimes like i said before it's experience driven right you have to do it the wrong way to really get why there's a better way it's not enough to be told sometimes right rage
1: no that's exactly right um, there was something else that I was just thinking of. As you said, that was um, yeah. So with all of that going on, you think about what is your time worth? Is it worth twenty dollars for you to not be able to work on your business or do the other bits and pieces, or is it worth fifty, or is it worth a hundred? Yeah, and that's going to be a an ongoing change. But the answer of that is going to change over time as you step more into this. So. Um, but like I said, there's no judgment on where you're at, any of you. If you feel most comfortable charging $10 an hour right now, start there. I mean, I know there are definitely coaches out there who will say, no, your, your process, whatever you're doing, is, you should be charging $120 or $150 or whatever dollars an hour. Um, no. Go with what feels most comfortable. Start there. But do give yourself that limit to make sure that you're continually moving yourself forward and um, valuing your self-worth even more.
0: Um, there's a whole bunch of follow-up questions to this particular thread, but before we go into those, I just wanted to address Stacy because she asked a question way at the yep. top. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel pretty direct answer to this, but I want to say it out loud. So Stacey's saying, I have a question. I'm struggling a bit with expansion and looking at options to bring in income. Should I continue with my business or shift focus to doing something else? Are you saying, Stacy, shift focus to do something else entirely? Because you, my friends, are in the ugly teenager stage. <laughs> and we are here to say to you keep going. You got this. <laughs> keep going. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So let it let her give an answer back to that one for a moment and see where what she means specifically so that we can <laughs> give her the best possible answers we can. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, just income now. Okay, so this is where having multiple irons in the fire feels really good. Um, You know, like the other example, I'm not going to name names because she's not here, but our other example with the client who has the day-to-day job and then the business and it's got that kind of ebb and flow infinity symbol going on, that's multiple irons in the fire, looks like. It doesn't have to look exactly like that, meaning you don't have to go out and get a job at Target and do this. What I'm saying is, that multiple streams, right? So I know that you make a certain product for the body. Both Rach and I have tried it. It's wonderful. That is something that is is also ties back to the first business and it makes sense. Like I'm looking at you and I'm seeing what you offer and you offer massage and you offer skincare products for massage or for pain relief and it all makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and she must know what she's doing because she uses this and she knows how to manage pain for people. So you see what I'm saying? The multiple irons in the, fi- the fire also. <laughs> and, and someone's here. Someone knows we were talking about her. She felt her ears tingling and showed up. I love it. <laughs> um, multiple irons in the fire. So again, Stacy, remember the the remote distance healing. You're very good at that. I don't know what's happening with that, but, um, if we need to chat about it, it's time to chat about it because that's another iron in the fire. Um, and really it starts to become when you've got multiple products like that, it's niching, it's niching. Um, and basically that is helping people see how they all fit together. When I was just doing art and before I started doing readings, I did not know how to tie those together. I didn't know, and I know, Rach, you were there with me because I struggled with that. I'm like, I don't know how these fit together, and it's frustrating me, and then it was like one day it just all clicked into place that they all naturally do go together, and ever since then, it's been easy. It's been easy for me to have a a clear idea of what I'm making and why. Why am I making this? If it doesn't fall into my niche, I shouldn't be making that. This kind of the lesson I've learned. From all of this, uh, I was undervaluing. Yes, she's one of my irons. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. So, Rach, Rach. Uh, the uh, questions in the room.
1: Can you see them? Yes. Let me, just come back to this. Um, so, Becky was saying that yes, makes sense. I was thinking in terms of them, not me. like your School for Spirit Story. I want to overgive and undercharge. Um. And then we have Chantelle. Hi. She wants to ask a question but doesn't know what to ask.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, have a think about where are you stuck or where do you want some insight, um, Chantelle, and throw that into the box. And then we have Rodney on the adverse, undercharge is my question. Around relationships, how can we best let go of resentment towards the other and also forgiving ourselves for not speaking up more or valuing our own needs? Mm. How can we best let go Is it? Um, for me it's looking at why you what why are you holding resentment like why what is the resentment about start to pull apart because resentment is often based on your perception of what's going on um, or your you know the meaning you're attaching to it the the thoughts or the motivation behind it that you're putting that input in Um, and possibly having a conversation if you can with that person about you know, get the, the truth from their perspective because often it is always your perception, their perception and there's also a lot of things that are not said. They It's like we try to communicate, we use the same words but the meaning behind it is actually the part of the dictionary that's a, a shambles. Um, while we use the same words, we don't have the same definition and understanding of the words. So in order to clear resentment, first set the intention that you want to release it. Um, whether it's by talking to the other person or doing your own internal work. Um, and then if you can, having, getting, it's like go into it with curiosity, wanting to understand their perspective to find out whether or not your perception was a bit skewed as opposed to trying to get them to understand your perception. Um, and the, oh, I just had another idea too, resentment. Yeah. Um, it's it's question, It really is about questioning your own perception around it. That would be where I would start. I'd probably have to ask more questions about the particular situation to give you more pointed information. But Therese, what did you want to add to that?
0: Um, just that. Oh God, this this ties so much into the whole theme of compassion that we've been talking mm. about recently with the the lunar energy and everything going on, and how the answer is compassion, and how and I've been really like really contemplating this one because compassion although it's beautiful and it's it feels it feels like the right answer again earlier we had said this sometimes like the right way to go isn't always the easiest way to go Mm. right it's it's it feels good you know that the outcome is going to be really good but getting there is a bitch it's a bitch (laughs) right because and so, so I've been really kind of just mulling this one over. Judgment is the opposite to me of compassion. You cannot judge something and have hold compassion, compassion for it. So if you notice that you're lacking compassion, right? You just can't get there. It means there's judgment in the way. Mm. And and judgment is um, can get really nasty because it doesn't just cut you, or I mean, them. It can cut you too. You're judging them. You're judging yourself. Judge this. Judge that. So the easiest thing to do is start asking the questions of, you know, what does compassion look like? Well, compassion means that, you know, it's for me, it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have done to you. So you kind of reverse engineer it is how I work with compassion. How do I want to be treated? What does that mean? I need to get to feel that way. Am I giving it? And usually you get a no in there somewhere. I'm not giving it. (laughs) (laughs) so to get it you got to give it there and there you go so reverse engineer compassion that's the the short answer
1: yeah and you did talk about um you know also forgiving self for not speaking up more valuing your own needs um it's almost like you've got to acknowledge a that, that you did that for a start but remember that who you are in this moment is not the same person you were in the moment where you weren't speaking up more you can make a different decision from here in so um, like Teresa said before, it's like scolding a toddler for not knowing any better. You know, they just don't, you know, better now and you can make different yeah. decisions now. So it's, it's kind of spending that little bit of time and acknowledging that the younger version of you didn't have the resources and tools you have now to be able to speak up more and to value your own needs. And that's okay.
0: Yes. And it goes back to the other questions about value, charging and value. You don't know how valuable you are until you've undercharged or until you've given way too much away and mm-hmm. you realize, wait, I don't ever want to do that again. It doesn't feel that great. Mm-hmm. Then you learn and then you, you discover value. So if you're not getting it yet, stop beating yourself up. You're, it means you're young in the process and you've got to take a calculated risk. And maybe the calculated risk is I undercharge for now, I give it away. I give too much away Mm -hmm. see what that feels like and I adjust and I adjust to those things.
1: Mm. Let us know how that, um, how that lands for you there, Rodney. Okay. So Chantal's come back with, I feel stuck, just stuck. I'm going to hand this one to you to get your super spidey senses on what else is going on here. I've got some ideas, but I, I want your insight on this one.
0: Well, you're closer to this situation, but from my perspective, stuck is where you're kind of supposed to be and here's why here's why energetically speaking we're not in a time of doing it's not an action time it's a time of looking it's a it's a time of investigation um and letting go of what you find right if you look under your bed and there's a huge mess you you don't need to like freak out about that just you know Move into alignment with what feels better, which might be clear the crap out. <laughs> That's what you need to do right now. So the feeling stuck, there's something behind it. If you stop at I feel stuck, you're, you haven't dug deep enough. It's a time to dig. And I, I believe you're one of the people who has this super secret sauce tools on how to do that. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right
1: about that? Mm-hmm. Well, you're okay, a psychic. Good. Of course you're right. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. That's why I get paid the big
1: bucks. <laughs> but I'm going to add to that because um, I also know that, you know, you are doing the work and you are mid-process. And while you're mid-process, you get into a space of it's almost like you've, you're have you changing direction but you haven't actually got the new direction yet. And there can be sometimes a it's not necessarily a feeling of stuckness but sometimes a feeling of, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing or doing next. And it's not stuck. It's just you're not being given the information yet because you're actually not ready to make the step forward yet. And it's not because you're not ready. It's just, like Teresa said, the energy right now is all about clearing. It's about sitting back and connecting with ourselves. It's about trusting the process. And as we move through, we've got eclipses and a whole bunch of stuff. We're getting, we're kind of like pulling things apart and we're able to look at things more closely. Like I've been, even the last 24 hours, stuff's been triggered for me, my poor husband. I love him dearly, but it's been a bit tough for him. But I've been aware that it's been stuff coming up, old patterns, and I've been able to to see it come up and go, oh, okay, that's interesting. And to move through it knowing full well that this is all healing in action. (laughs) and It is a major period of time for healing. So, don't get too caught up in needing to know what your next path is going to be or how you're meant to move forward because right now it's actually more about cocooning and just working through whatever is coming up for you to work through.
0: And on a final note, a hint of a place to look as it at is in relationships, relationship mm-hmm. to self and relationship to others. That's where the secrets are right now. That's where the universe hid the little Easter eggs. It's mm-hmm. in relationships. It feels might feel totally unrelated to what you're referring to trust me, go look there mm. for you, before you just uh, say, no, that won't, that won't work. There's cool. some Easter eggs hidden. And then with that, we've got one more question and I know we got to wrap it up. So I want to keep it brief, but this is from Kelly, yes. Hi, Kelly. And she's asking, will I get my house or anything I should be doing to get it? And Kelly what I'm feeling for you is you need to spend more time in this house in your non-physical mm-hmm. dimension, meaning the, the visualization, the place that you go, where you build it. Are you letting yourself be there and are you playing with it? Oh my God. Oh my God. One of the things we will be talking about coming up in our um, success circle membership is the importance of play in manifestation.
1: Mm, it is so really important
0: so important and we and it's so undervalued it's seen as almost um childish to do it but children are pretty wise beings actually but you need to play you need to go look at the houses be with the houses Uh, i this is a game i love to play with my husband we get really into it but we'll go for walks and we'll pick our houses and we'll talk about why there it's the house why we like it what we would change if there's anything to change and you let yourself go there without restraint, without going, but that's, you know, in a couple years, that's a restraint yeah. without saying, um,
1: right.
0: You, you know, I don't go and look at the, the places where I feel limited or, or behind my goal. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't, I don't look at the level that's behind my goal. I look at where my goal is. Mm. You always keep your eyes At that level, where you want to go. And remember, it's the whole archery thing. You know, you shoot a little higher than what you think you want, and you'll land on what you want. If you look at what you want and try to aim at it, you'll land short of it. So, you know, we're allowed to play as big as we want in our, you know, in our non physical state, in our non physical way of being, in our imagination, if you want to call it that. We can go as big as we want. So, do you let yourself, and I'm getting a feeling that that needs to be where you've got. You need to put some energy there. She says, yes, lots of visualizing in the house, got a design, got changes done in my head and the block of land where it is. Good. Play there more often. Mm. Play there more often. Yes.
1: Beautiful. Uh, Just from uh, Rodney said, thank you. That totes resonates specifically. The Judgment is the opposite of compassion. Um, it was insightful, fantastic, and Chantelle. Yes, I have the super tools. Fantastic. What, one, <laughs> one more question. Do you want to Actually, Becky, can you put that question into the group, and we will answer it there. Via... Absolutely. <laughs> I've got it. I've been really lucky. My seven-month-old over here hasn't destroyed anything. He hasn't rolled too far, and he hasn't made stupid amounts of noise or needed a feed. So. <laughs>
0: Woohoo! That's the, the perfect time to wrap it up. <laughs> yes.
1: So thank you all for all right. joining us, for being a part of today's
0: podcast. I, I, this, we keep forgetting to say this, but I, I want to say it because it has a special bonus for you. If you haven't ah. done it or yet, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Mm. And I'll tell you why we need more subscriptions. Uh, we are on the verge of getting our own phone app for our podcast. And we need more subscriptions. So the service we're using is saying, you guys are almost there. Do you need to really push it? So if you could help by subscribing to it in iTunes, tell your friends to subscribe to it in iTunes. Because as soon as we get an app, we've got some sweet, sweet, sweet things we're going to be doing with it. And you're going to want it. Trust me. So help us spread the word. Get those subscriptions going so you guys can see that and have it on your phones like yesterday. All yeah,
1: right. I will. Um, I'll go get the link and put it into the yeah the comments. The so the, yeah, the comments, the groups, and everything, so you guys can go and subscribe to it. That would be fabulous.
0: They're they're asking what's the official title they search for in iTunes.
1: Look for Spirit for Success. Yes, I believe that's what it is. That's what we're Spirit success, <laughs> yeah Spirit for Success podcast. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you find it. I'm actually going to go and get the the link. I've got the link, but I will put it into into the group on the comments. You will have it there.
0: Woo. Woo. Okay. Now we can wrap it up.
1: Okay. Beautiful. Until next time. Relax.
0: We got this. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese, and all of our awesome offerings go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly lady Ladypreneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.